It's a beautiful song. He'll never fail. say this last Sunday in this calendar year prayed about this sermon I think that the Lord guided me these two scriptures that I these few scriptures that I think will Support us as we uh, get ready to move into a new year without making any assumptions. Even at this late hour in 2023, that we'll see 2024. We always take that for granted. That the next minute is granted to us. I got news for you. Nothing is granted to us. God doesn't owe us anything. Any moment that we get is by grace, by his grace. And we ought to be grateful, learn to be grateful for what he does for us. I, I, uh, I'll say this. I, we had a funeral at the beginning of the month, and as I was preparing for the eulogy, I thought it proper that uh, we use as a central thought, I'll be home for Christmas for that service. Because in my mind's eye, I didn't imagine that I would have another service prior to that time and that it would be appropriate. Of course, as the Lord would have it, we did. Friday, I participated in the third funeral of the month, or third memorial service of the month. You can't ever tell how many more will happen. You can't tell what's going to happen from day to day, which is why you need to trust in God. Yeah, because he knows all. and He knows what's best for us. And I know that's frightening to give up the control that we think we have in our lives. I know it's frightening because we, we try to control every aspect of our lives. We, we sit down today and we say, tomorrow I'm going to get up at 8 o'clock and be at the house at 9. And we got it all laid out, how we're going to do everything. And the truth of the matter is, at best, it's a plan. All right? It's a plan. If you don't inject the Lord's grace in all of it, then none of it can happen. We got to mature to that point. And so today, if you will, if you got your Bible with you, turn to Ephesians chapter 4. And they're going to display it, I believe, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 31 and 32, and then we're going to have a familiar passage. Both, both of these passages of Scripture are familiar. And then Hebrews 12 and 1, which you may have heard. Ephesians 4, 31, 32. Be, be, be mindful of those who are not able at this time. I, I meant to tell you a minute ago, I'm getting old. I'm having senior moments, I think is what they say. And I'm not trying to claim old like that, but 
Sometimes I just don't remember. And um, the announcements were made about the warming stations here because people are out and about and it's cold outside and when people don't have anywhere to go and the city has decided it's going to support the institutions in the community that already do that kind of work as opposed to trying to duplicate that work down. We used to open up warming stations at the Boutwell and that's a lot of work when Jimmy Hale and Salvation Army and all these other places already do a good job in that space. And so I think we're supporting those institutions now to help them do an even better job with more resources. And so we don't need to, in church, reinvent the wheel either. All right, so we just support those institutions as well. We follow that. And so for the last couple of years, each year when the call comes out, 45th Street supports one of those institutions, and so this year we're, we're providing the, all the food for two days at the Jimmy Hale Mission again. We did it last year, we're doing it this year as well. Uh, that's our way of helping. You don't always have to be seen in doing things. You know, sometimes it's just resources that you can provide and it takes the burden off, and that's what your contributions and faithfulness does through this vehicle called 45th Street. More like that is what we have to do, more creativity in spaces like that. So we need your ideas and suggestions on how we can support it as we move forward. And that's, so that leads us to how we're going to talk about today, 23 ending. 23 ending. Ephesians 4 and 31 reads, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. That's Ephesians 4, 31, 32. And then Hebrews 12 and 1 reads, Therefore, as we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, King James Version says, Let us lay aside Lay aside, NIV says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us and let us run with perseverance the race marked out before us or marked out for us. Run with perseverance. That's an oxymoron. If you're running, how can you be patient or how can you wait till the end? It's crazy how that reads, but that's what Paul wrote. And today for just a little while, I want us to talk about this topic as we move from 23 to 24, if the Lord says so. I want to talk about the topic of recalibration. Recalibration. Alright, that's a big word. Recalibration. Yeah. We want to make sure we realign our principles with the Lord's principles. And if they've never been, then you need to calibrate. <laughs> All right? Calibrate. What's the definition of recalibration? And the simple definition of calibrate, recalibration is to calibrate again. All right? To calibrate again, which means we need to go deeper in our understanding of that word and talk about what calibrate means. All right? 
if we're going to read, which means we is again, read, do something again, then calibrate. Calibrate means for us to a system or tool or an instrument and so that we can use it accurately. All right? Take a system or two, make adjustments in it, mark it so that we can use it accurately. All right? Let's make that plain for everybody here, Andre. Because you can, you can calibrate a thing. Let's say your car. How many of y'all got a car? Raise your hand. Good. Good. Every now and then, how many of y'all have to take your car and have your front end adjusted? They call it a front end alignment. Now, when you roll it off the lot, it's rolling true because it comes off the lot calibrated according to the standards that it's supposed to ride. But if you drive around any city streets or country roads any length of time, you're going up and down, you're hitting holes and potholes, you're turning too quickly. Not only that, the system itself is having problems because the tires that you have on the car are wearing down. And so you'll find yourself, don't do this, but this is how you know when your car is out of line, if you take your hands off the steering wheel, if it's in alignment, yeah, do not try this, it's only by professionals. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly right. I'm coming down your street too in a minute, but all right. If the car starts pulling one way or the other, then you know that your car is out of alignment. And you need to take it back to someone, a tire place, or maybe you can take it to the person you bought it from. They put it on a machine, and in the machine, it has the standard adjustment for that car, based on the kind of car it is. And then you get it realigned, recalibrated to how it's supposed to roll. And when you get off again, take your hands off and it rolls straight again. All right? Sometimes people don't understand why they keep having blowouts on a certain tire. Why do you keep losing air on a certain tire on your car? And when you go and you tell them, the, the, the guy they got in the sense, now if you keep going to these knockoff places, they might not tell you because they want to keep selling you these little cheap tires. All right? But if you go to someone who knows their business, they'll tell you, you'll stop having these problems if you get your tire. Your front end realigned. And then you'll stop wearing your tires on this side. For, for those of you who have not experienced that, I'm here to tell you, every now and then you have to recalibrate something in your life. Let's go down Reggie's lane. Reggie plays this piano all the time, this keyboard. But Reggie's not the only one who plays it. Sometimes other people play it. Sometimes people who are not part of our church come here and they say, can I? We, you know, sparingly let them get in it, on it. <laughs> don't let everybody cook in your kitchen. <laughs> they don't treat your pots the same way as you do. Right? <laughs> yeah. 
But when they're hitting it, every now and then you got to come in and get someone who knows what the standard is for a Roland Juno DS keyboard because it's specific to Roland Juno DS and they have to put the basic standard calibration how it would be if it rolled off the manufacturer's line they come in and they tune it back up and when they tune it back up if Reggie's been playing this like he has for a few years the first time he sits on it again it's going to sound brand new it's going to sound different that's how you are that's how we are in our lives. We have been doing life the same way for so long that we get out of line from the standard. Now, I got, I got to be careful with you now because this is going to be bad. Somebody's going to be shocked. Some of you have never known the standard. Some of you have been raised in a place where the standard was not the standard. It was the standard you were used to. That's a sad thing, but nobody really taught you. And, and look, I'm not going to be so arrogant to say that it's church that you had to be raised in. I don't want you to think I'm talking about this. Some people were not raised in a home that valued honor, decency, and right and wrong. And so they grow up without the knowledge of what standardized human relations are. They don't have no problem. They're young and they know how to hustle and get over on you because that's the standard that they were raised in. And when you try to teach them what's right, they push back on it because it's a change from what they've been brought up in. Oh, I know you know what I'm talking about because you work with folk like that every day. And you say, this person ain't got no, this is what we say. Come on now, see, y'all been working with the same kind of fool. Ain't got no home training to learn the difference between right right and wrong. Now, when we put a, a, the Christian principle and the Christian ethics in it, that's a whole different conversation, all right? We've got to learn how to put things back in order. And my suggestion to you today, my, my prayer for you today, is that going into 2024, we prayerfully recalibrate our lives so that we are aligned with the standard that life is supposed to afford us. Now, this is, this is going to sound bad. We were conceived in sin and shaped in iniquity. That's that scripture. The scripture tells us we were born in a fractured, faulty situation which means that even if you grow up in the righteous of life's situation, it still got problems. The true measurement of right and wrong that we believe is based on scripture and is based on what God tells us is how we ought to live. But you have to be put in a place to learn these things. Someone has to teach you these things. 
And if you know the difference, what's the, what's the saying now, 2023? The thing, if you know, you know, right? Yeah, but that is a non-Christian statement. Let me tell you why. Because it assumes a level of responsibility that you can't have unless somebody teaches you. Yeah, babies don't automatically know. Babies have to be taught. And you can be a 35-year-old baby in the right way of living. Yes, let me get off. You can be a 40-year-old baby. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Britt just turned 35. I wasn't stepping on. <laughs> how do you do this? How, how do you get to this place? How do you, how do you recalibrate? Well, first of all, you got to first begin each day with things that matter most in your life. All right? Things that matter most in your life. We have been shaped in a society lately where what others think about us is more important than what we think about ourselves. And we seek to, we seek to impress every day, all day. Our whole life is about impressing somebody. This is a problem. All right? How do I know? Because when we wake up in the morning, what's on the side? Not the water that's on the dresses on the nightstand. I ain't talking about that. Not your little Apple Watch or whatever that's on the nightstand. The phone. That device that's on there. First thing you start doing is checking your feed. To see what somebody said or didn't say that you think has relevance in what happened overnight. We are more connected communicatively and we communicate less. We got more connections. We're never unconnected. But we communicate less. And because we communicate less, we value communication less. That's why you say things in text messages that have no content that you hurt folk feel. Because you just text something and you don't realize the emotions just came with what you just said. Stuff you wouldn't say in person, you'll shoot out in a text or an email and not realize it has the same, you slam people. Cause it has, it's just, it's communication without context. Communication, let me tell you how it used to be. It used to be we get up in the morning, we go, and I'm not, I'm not glorifying yesterday, I'm just telling you the systems that have broken down to make us uncalibrated on how we deal with situations. We get up in the morning, mom and dad do their thing if they work the day job, they see the kids off the school. You wouldn't see them kids no more till the afternoon. All right, which means that first you gotta trust that everything's gonna be all right. You wouldn't just be communicating with each other through the day Baby brother couldn't text mama in the middle of the day, my math teacher tripping. You know, got me homework this evening. Just before you even get home, you know, I already started something. Before you get home. Yeah, you communicating like that. If I call my mama during the day from school, 
I better be sick or in trouble. All right, one of them two things in order to communicate with her on her job while we were away. And yet now they can communicate all day. This, this chick tripping in here now, I'm about to whoop her behind for the fight jump off mama already at the school. My daughter sent me a text message and said she into it with some girl. Always connected, no context about what's going on. None. None. We communicate, but we don't talk. I, I hate to be the one, and, I, and guess who's suffering? School's suffering, I know that. But everybody's suffering as a result of it. And it came over town like a flood. Like a flood. How long you been out of high school? Yeah. Let's just say the year you graduated. 2007, around 2005, she was at Ram High School. We get a phone call from the principal's office. Ram High School. They have had a, this is, this is a strong word, but it fits, raid at Ramsey. <laughs> Excuse me, at Ramsey. Yeah, you can imagine a raid at Ramsey. It wasn't really no raid, but they went in because the kids had kind of started smelling themselves and they went in and started confiscating all the cell phones. This is 2005 now. Well, only problem is the Board of Education had a rule that said there were no cell phones allowed at school. All right, this is 2005. They couldn't even have cell phones at the school. And they went in and confiscated phones and found out, I think they took up 600 phones. This is in 2005. 600 phones. Clearly, the situation had gotten out of hand. Yeah, David got here taken too. Oh, no, I'm just <laughs> I, I, Clearly, the situation was out of control, and they were going to have to go back and rethink, recalibrate the policy because things had gotten out of line so much. All right? Here we are now, all these years later, from 2007 to now, 16 years later. And it's almost given that they, you get your books, you get your backpack, you get your cell phone. It's just part of what you get. And if you, can, you don't have to have the cell phone because you can connect with people on your iPad or your, your, whatever device you got. You can communicate with anyone, and we don't know how to regulate that kind of communication. But guess what? All these devices have the same access um, to all the tools that we use in the church, and yet we have less Bible reading. You don't even have to have a Bible with you. You can have every Bible man knows on your cell phone. And you can read it. You got every kind of Bible study. Used to be limited to whatever Reverend Sparks taught on Wednesday night. It was Bible study. Now you can have Bible study every day, all day, anytime. And we have less people connected because the more you have access to stuff, the less you value it. Scarcity, limitedness is, a, is, is what drives value. Why is the Hope Diamond worth so much? One, because it's big, and secondly, because it's the only one like the whole them, it's the only one. Scarcity. Yeah. 
But now you can make a man-made diamond as big as the Hope Diamond for fifty dollars. <laughs> for fifty dollars, you can it can look just like it, unless you got a trained eye, you might not be able to tell the difference in the Hope Diamond and that one, except for size, of course. I don't know. I can't say people wouldn't wear it because people think bigger is better. Yeah, somebody probably put it on their forehead. I mean, it just. So how do we get better? I've talked enough about what's wrong. What's, what, how do we make it right? How do we calibrate and make it right? First of all, you need to start every day with the things that matter the most in your life. What, maybe you need to ask yourself, what is it that matters most in my life? What is it? Far too many people walk around carrying an emotional backpack full of the problems they've had from yesterday. Everything that went wrong, you put it in your emotional backpack. And every day before you get up and leave, you pick up your emotional backpack and you carry it. And everybody you come into contact with, you're standing up there with the weight of your backpack involved in that conversation, involved in that relationship. They can't see the backpack. They don't know why every time you talk to them, you're mad. Because they can't see that you got that weight on you. Yeah, and that weight keeps pushing you down. All the hurt, all the pain, all the bad choices you made, all the regret, all those things that you are full of, you carry out with you every day. Every day, and you keep on carrying it. So that means that anybody who in the slightest way does something that you hadn't anticipated, you got a problem with them. Why? Because that weight in your backpack is telling you, here we go again. When it may be a simple, simple ex explanation for what's happening. You can turn something so simple into something so big. All because it's not that person, it's you. Because you are out of alignment. You don't give anybody the benefit of the doubt on anything. Nobody, even people you love and have been with for a long time who should have the benefit of the doubt on anything, you, you feed them with the same spoon. Same spoon, same problem. We never get any better. I came to tell you today, you got to get that back in line. But you can't get back in line until you're courageous enough, strong enough to put that backpack down. You must get rid of your emotional baggage. Now, is that easy? Absolutely not. Because some of the hurts you had are real hurts. But you got to start taking some of that weight out of that backpack. Some of the baggage because people have truly mistreated you. They've truly been ugly to you in your life. Alright? But for you to allow the problems of 2023 already to mess up 2024. That's what I'm talking about. You already have front loaded next year with the problems of this year. And I'm here to tell you right now, let tonight's line of calendar change be a change in your life. Recalibrate.
readjusting so that next year you can at least start off with a clean slate. You can try your best to start off with a clean slate. You got to, of course, let it go. Think about it now. Every one of us, if the Lord lets us get to the, click, to the tick on the other side of midnight, each one of us, every person here has the same gift from God. Every one of us. It doesn't matter what your life has been like prior to that time. It doesn't matter what you have that God has blessed you with. We all start 2024 with the same ability, the same gift from God, because the greatest gift from God is time. And God is going to give us all the same start. What happens from that point forward is completely up to us through God's grace. What do you mean, Andre? It doesn't matter how much sense I have if I don't have time to use sense. All right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what position I'm in if I don't have time to make a difference in that position. All right? It doesn't matter the resources I have. My bank account can be sitting on wow. All right? You know you got some money when you open it up and frighten you. Woo! All right? But what if you ain't got no time to spend it? Then somebody else going to be saying, wow. Wow. Time is the commodity. So what do you do with your time? How do you value your time? Do you spend more time regretting what you didn't do? Are you willing to front load 2024 with regret from 2023 and before? How many of y'all still carrying in 2023 problems from 73? 83? 93? Still dealing with issues from all that time past. Situations you can do nothing about. You can't change one bit of what happened yesterday. And yet we carry it and rehearse it and nurse it and tell everybody about it. And you spend so much time in yesterday that you waste right now. And you can't even appreciate the possibilities of tomorrow or, or the next moment. Because we spend too much time in yesterday. How do you value an hour? How do you value an, a minute? How do you value one second? D does it even matter? Oh, one second matters. One second matters. What was his name, the track star from Jamaica? Your cousin, what's his name? Hussein both said, he spent his life. <laughs> y'all say it like he for real, y'all. <laughs> Hussein Bolt said that he spent his life 10 years at least practicing for three seconds. That's the difference. Spent his entire life preparing, training to be able to knock those three seconds off and be faster than the next guy. But in those three seconds, once he was able to master those three seconds more than anybody else, look at what it opened up for him in terms of his life, his lifestyle, his family security. But he had to first value three seconds. 
had to value those three seconds. If you don't value the small things, then the big things lose immense value. Three seconds make a difference in an hour and a day and a year and a decade, but you got to value the three seconds. You got to value that. Yeah. Now we know time is a human invention. God don't need time. Yeah. God exists without the construct of time. Yeah. In fact, the scripture tells us the time, it comes out for us, for y'all, they say in the fullness of time. Nobody defines what the fullness of time was all somewhere on God's say so. By man's definition, the fullness of time came. And that's when he decided that enough was enough. We had messed up and tried to straighten it up enough, so he sent us a Savior. Started Jesus' trek this way. But the Bible also tells us clearly, and I want you to understand, it's hard for us to wrap our minds around the fact that Second Peter says, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years are like a day. We, we can't even digest what that means. A thousand, a, a thousand years is so, our mind won't even take it in. What that could possibly be like. God deals from the concept of eternity. And yet we will waste the possibility of eternity on a couple of minutes around here. We, we will waste the possibility of eternity on a conversation that somebody had with us that took not even a minute. And we focus more on that than we do on any concept of eternity. We give more stock to that. Hebrews 3 and 5, the writer wrote, Today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. Don't, don't do it. Because life is uncertain. We got to take advantage of the time that we have right now. So, don't let your past enslave you. Nobody's going to raise a hand if I ask them to right now. Is your, if your, is your past enslaving you? Is what happened in your life yesterday still holding you in bondage? Do you have the, 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 the possibility of a bright tomorrow ahead of you and yet you can't deal with it because of a dark yesterday? Do you have a good husband but you still jacked up because you had a bad boyfriend? Still can't get it out because you're afraid that something's going to happen with this good man who says he loves you who works every day to say he loves you, who's doing everything in his power to show you that he loves you, but you had one fool that you fell in love with and you can't get that Negro out your mind for no nothing in the world. Guess what? It ain't the husband or the boyfriend. It's you that's got the problem. <coughs> she messed you up. She messed you up. 
the girl who you can't get, you know. Every time you hear that song, it's her you see throwing her hair back. <laughs> Every time. Yeah, the one boss you had who mistreated you, not respecting the fact that you you a CEO now. But you still married because of what happened with that one boss who was ugly to you. Who was wrong? Who got fired ultimately, but they messed you up. And now you don't know how to have relationships with other folk who you work with because you got the past enslaving you. Yeah. You got to learn how to let go. You got to. Yeah. Things can come along and they can cripple us. Literally cripple us. That's why Paul wrote, forgetting what's behind. Forgetting what's behind. See, there's a difference between forgiveness and forgetting. <clears throat> you can be forgiven for something and be holding on to it, still not forgetting it. Still riding it like it's fresh and new. You got to learn how to forget things in order to move forward. Forgetting it. And so you can simply say, Lord, I, I'm going to commit this to you as I move into 2024. I'm going to commit to you my mind so you can help me renew my thought process. So you can help me not dwell and concentrate on those things that are negative. You got to ask the Lord to step in and help you deal with those circumstances. And I'm asking you, Lord, to strengthen me as I move forward. Yeah, help me, Lord, to go an hour and not think about negativity. And then ask the Lord to, now, Lord, help me to go two hours without that swamping my mind process. And before long, you'll have a day and you haven't even thought about that problem before. And it's, you grow stronger in your relationship with the Lord. And, and the Lord might say, well, as you forget it, why don't you, instead of dwelling on it, replace it with this scripture? Yeah, you can say, well, well Lord, I don't want to think about it this hour. And I'm just going to say, greater is he who's in me. This is how you grow in your relationship with the Lord. You, you take one thing out of your backpack that's holding you down. And you ask the Lord to help you. Then you got to learn how to establish some priorities in your life. What are the priorities in your life? What do you wake up with every day knowing you got to do? I got to tell you right now, if you got somebody in your life, let 365 days go by with you telling them I love you every day. Can I give you some, some news on that? I didn't, I didn't say wake up and tell them I like you. Because sometimes people do things that we don't like. Just like we do with God. We do things he doesn't like. But he never stops loving us. Not, not one moment does he stop loving us. Yes, this every relationship you got, every now and then y'all gonna bump heads. I don't care what it is parent, child, husband, wife, siblings, every now and then, you're going to have issues. Friends. But if you truly love somebody, tell them. Tell them. Tell them you love them. Tell them you love them, and as you continue to tell them every now and then, show them. Yeah, I got this hubba bubba bubba gone for you. I love you. Every now and then, show them Show them something, you know. They might not be able to chew it because they're getting their dentures, but that's okay. They can re-gift it to somebody. <laughs> somebody. But you all, you know, sooner or later you know they got them dentures. You can't be giving them stuff like that. But 
I'm getting off track a little bit up here. You got to learn how to establish priorities in your life. Hashtag identify my issue. That's what you need to put on your, on your non-Twitter page. Identify my issue. Because my issue is not your issue. I got issues. Oh boy, do I have issues. Yeah. But I don't have to make my issue your problem. And I don't have to let my issue get between me and you and our relationship. So, you know, get rid of the bitterness, the rage, the anger, the, the, the fighting, always wanting to fight, brawling. Get, 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 get rid of all of that stuff, the slander, talking about folk. Every form of malice. These are the seven things. Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is a big one. These things Paul talked about that we have to get rid of. And then bring the process to the Lord and ask him to walk you through it. I, I know a man who stopped drinking after years of alcoholism. After years. He let it go. He let the alcohol go physically. But a month after he stopped drinking, took that last drink, he still had the taste of alcohol in his mouth. He'd been drinking that long. It was a month after he quit. The memory still lingered. His taste buds were still activated because of the physical damage he had done unto himself. And you got to ask the Lord to take not only the taste, but the tempt. Got to take that away from you. Got to take that. You may, you may have been a blunt a day smoker and stopped smoking. But you get nervous when you see somebody with a cigar because it puts you in that place again. Now, this might not be my issue, but it may be your issue. Yeah, yeah. Every time you smell that Chanel number 28, whatever it is, white diamonds or whatever it is, I don't know, brute by Fabergé, whatever it is, Every time you smell it, Old Spice just set you off. Lagerfield, Polo. Every time you smell it, you just remember her, him. Yeah, that's why you glad they got rid of Kmart, because every time you went in there, you, you smelled it every time you went in there. The fragrance aisle. Yeah. Y'all know I'm right. Trust God in the process. Moving forward, we gotta we gotta trust trust the Lord. Yeah. Thessalonians, first Thessalonians four and three says it's God's will that you should be sanctified. God wants you to be better. He's gonna do everything and he can do anything to help you get to that place if you give him a willingness. You got to be willing to change, to recalibrate, break. So do you trust him? That's the question. It's a good day today to start letting it go. Today's a good day. There's never been a better day for you to start letting it go. And I'm going to give you some strength to walk away in this situation, all right? Because there's some people in your lives who've been not kind to you. And, and I want you to hear me when I tell you this now. I want you to take this. If you're going to write something down, you write this down. All right? When people can walk away from you in your life, let them walk. 
when they can walk away, when they can turn to you and say they don't want to be a part of your life no more, let them go. Let them leave. Leave them and all that they brought with them in 23. All right? Don't take no struggling nobody in your relationship into the new year. Don't drag that along. I'm talking about in terms of a romantic relationship. I'm talking about a friendship. I'm talking about a seat buddy at work. If they don't want to be part of your life, then keep moving forward, all right? Don't make nobody love you because you can't do it in the first When people walk away from you, say it with me, let them walk. Yeah. Your destiny, your tomorrow is not tied to anybody that can walk away from you. It's not tied to them. If they can walk from you, they were never meant to be with you in the first place. All right? Look, look, this is what it says in the Bible about this. I didn't make this up. It says, they came out from us that it might be made manifest that they were not for us. For had they been of us, there is no doubt that they would continue to be with us. In other words, it became clear by them walking, you ain't down with me. So, Maya Angelou says it best and you see it everywhere. When somebody tells you who they are, believe them and let, it, let them keep walking. Doesn't mean they're a bad person. You don't have to make them your enemy. You don't have to hate them. Don't give that energy over to them either. All that's doing is putting something back in your backpack. Don't waste that kind of energy, all right? You just gotta know when a person's part in your story is over, all right? Some of you have folk who were part of your chapter 23 story and you are now in chapter 45 and you still trying to write them into the picture. You should have left them back in 23 because all they've done is messed up 24 to 45, still being around. Let them go. Let them go. Yeah, you gotta know when something is dead, including relationships, and when something is dead, stop trying to resurrect it and bring it back into your life. When it's over, it's over. So cultivate in 23 a new way of talking. Cultivate the gift of goodbye. All right? Strong. Be strong. Yeah, I can help you to say good, <laughs> good, bye. If, you, if you're strong enough, you can say bye-bye. All right? Bye. Yeah, if you're cool, you can say bye-bye-bye. It's up to you, but to learn how to let them, let them go. Stop begging people to stay and, and, and let them go. You've been holding on to them hurts. Everybody say, let it go. Yeah, 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 you, you can't be treated by somebody who you love, but they won't love you back. Everybody say, let it go. Somebody got anger to you. You don't know why, you're tired of trying to figure it out. Everybody say, let it go.
Yeah, you holding on to some evil, trying to get some revenge on somebody. Everybody say, let it go. Yeah, you involved in a wrong relationship with a person, almost like an addiction, because that's what it can be. It can be an addiction. Let it go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You holding on to a job that does not value you, does, does not use your talents or ability. Now, this is a, this a hard one. Because a whole lot tied to this now. Because you got to make sure you're mature enough to make this decision. Yeah, sometimes you mistake a bad supervisor for a bad job. Those are two separate things. Yeah, you can have a good job and bad leadership. Yeah. So make sure you don't jack yourself up and leave a good job because you got a bad supervisor. You got to ask the Lord to strengthen you in that place because the Lord can deal with both of the situations. Yeah. And you also got to make one other thing. I'm going to say this. Y'all going to be mad when I say it. You got to make sure you ain't no bad employee. Yeah. You're going to quit in a good job even if you got a counter bad supervisor. But you're a horrible employee. Yeah. You don't ever come to work on time, but you pray for this job. You don't ever do your job right, but you thank the Lord for giving you this job. And you didn't have the whole church praying for you for this job. You never clock in on time. You never the one to volunteer to do anything. You a bad employee, but you want all the good blessings that come with it. That don't make sense. So you got to be careful before you go letting it go. Make sure you shouldn't be recalibrating yourself to be a better employee than you were. Yeah, stop judging other people to make yourself look better. Stop doing that. Let that go. You stuck in the past. God trying to take you to a new level. There's a reason why you can't ever get to that next level. It's because God is judging you on what you're doing on this level. Yeah, you keep wondering, why was I so good when I was in high school? <laughs> different, different game. The speed was different. Yeah, because you're 53. <laughs> and what have you done since you were in high school? blessings have you thank God for since you were in high school? You still living like you were back at West End High School. That's your glory day. Can I tell you how many days you've taken for granted since that time? God looks at those things and he says, well, you haven't appreciated anything I've given you since that time. And you keep asking me for some more. I came to tell you, you're going to have to learn how to let some things go. And thank the Lord for how good he's been to you. You got to learn how to let it go. And I'm not talking to be humorous. I'm talking to get to you. I want you to understand that God is ready for you to go to a new level. The reason why we don't have some programs in this church is because you won't go to another level. Because you won't do what you're able to do, what you're capable of doing, what you have time to do. You simply don't have the inclination to do it. I came to tell you, the Bible says this, only what you do for Christ is going to last. He'll give you what you need. 
he'll bless you. Is there a particular situation that you've been asking him to bless you? Is there something that you need from him? If there is, let the past go and make room in next year for it to be so. The Lord saw that we had problems. We had messed up our relationship with us, with him. Can I tell you, he recalibrated man's relationship with him. Oh, he did. We came out, out of the starting gate in Eden and everything was fine. We had a good relationship with the Lord. And then along came an interloper who messed up our relationship with the Lord. We allowed him to tell us some things that we knew not to be true, but we believed him. And instead of having a right relationship with the Lord, we had a wrong relationship with the Lord. And we tried to get it back in line. We tried to get back in grace with God and our best efforts always came short. And so God, in his infinite wisdom, he also recalibrated our relationship with us. He did it, because we couldn't do it. He sent us another North Star, another guide star, another example of what was right. And that example was named Jesus Christ. And he said, now follow him. Do what he said do. And if you follow him, that's the relationship that you want to have with me. And the question is, knowing that God sent him to us, have you gotten aligned with Jesus? Have you recalibrated your life with Jesus to follow him? He's available. He's willing. He is in place and he has invited you to become a part of his family. I just simply came to remind you one more time this year that Jesus stands at the door knocking for you. It's not even passive. He's actively trying to get in your life. Do you hear him knocking at your door? Can you turn the noise down in your life so that you can hear him above all the other things in your life? He's knocking. Will you open the door and let him in? Don't take for granted the fact that you'll have another chance in 2024 to do because it's not given to us. Maybe today's the day. Maybe you want to close this year out making preparation for another opportunity to be in good standing with Jesus Christ with heaven. I extend that invitation to you right now. If you know what he did for you, then accept his invitation. Today's the day. Today's the day you've had 51 other Sundays this year. 51 other Sundays. And now is the day for you. Just this last time. It doesn't matter if it's the last Sunday because the last Sunday becomes the first Sunday in your relationship with him. That's simply how it works. The first Sunday in a brand new relationship with the Lord. The opportunity is here for you. While the choir stands and sings this song or sings this song, the doors of our church are wide, wide open. Whosoever will, let them come right now. If you're online, the opportunity for you to do the same thing is there for you. We need, just, just make that acknowledgement. You write it right there in the chat room. Somebody's going to get right with you. Doors of our church are wide open. Whosoever will, let them come right now. So I want to close this service out today with an altar call before we get out of here. I want to ask you if you want to come forward, just come down to the altar when we leave this place we're going to have a we'll do the benediction from here and we'll be done but if you got 
something right now the way we used to. If you want to come down to the altar, I invite you to come down right now, right now. Just stand right here, right here at the altar. I promise we're going to pray our way out of 23. Yeah, we're going to pray our way into a new year. Yeah, excellent. That's time. Yeah. You don't have to feel compelled to go. It's to come. It's entirely up to you. You can pray right where you are. You don't have to move. Yeah, this ain't far on the 45th Street. We just haven't done it in a while. Yeah. Yeah. If there's something specific you want me to pray about as we leave today, then tell me and tell them too. Yeah. Amen. 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 Yeah, amen. Lord, we lift our voices to you right now. We in tune our hearts, tune our hearts to you, Lord. We 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 call upon your name for there is nowhere else to legitimately go, Lord, to be heard, not just be heard, to be answered, Lord. There's no one who can bless us the way you can, Lord. And we ask you right now in the abundance of your grace, we ask you to hear us as we come with our pleas, Lord. Hear us as we come crying out to you, Lord, that we need you. We need you, Lord. We need you in our lives. We, we may have not taken advantage of opportunities in the past, Lord, but right now we stand fully attuned to you, Lord, saying, hear us right now. Bless us as only you can. Strengthen each one who stands before me right now, Lord. And not just those who are physically in front of me, Lord. Bless all those who are listening or watching or in any way understand what we're doing right now. Touch every household. Every place that is hearing this service, Lord, be there as only you can, Lord. And then I'm asking you to touch, touch every woman, every man. And whatever they stand in need of right now, you know what's going on. You know the list of things that we could compile that's going on in these lives, Lord. And I'm asking you to have your way in their lives, Lord. I'm asking you to strengthen those who have health situations, Lord. I'm asking you to touch them, not just physically, because we know you can do that. You're a healer, Lord. You don't have to practice medicine. You are a healer by your very nature. You can make dead things new, Lord. You can, you can do everything. You can recalibrate our lives so that our bodies are just like they were when we came from our mama, Lord. We ask you to, to bless us right now. Touch everyone who is here. Whatever malady or illness there may be, Lord, remove it as only you can. And then, Lord, there are some things that are not physical. They're mental or emotional. And you know how to put us back in a space where we're concentrating on all things that are true, all things that are right, Lord. We, you know how to fix those things. And I'm asking you to give us the strength to let go of what's negative, Lord. Give us the strength to let go of the hurt. Heal the harm. Heal the, the, the bruises that we have emotionally, Lord. Strengthen us. And then, Lord, we got family members who we want to draw closer. We got family members who we've been missing, Lord, in our fellowship. I'm asking you to fix those relationships. I'm asking you to let us have cordial conversation. Help us in our strength to be able to pray for them, even if we don't talk to them. 
I'm asking you to bless their household. Even if we don't see their houses, Lord, let all good things flow through them. I'm asking you, those who need employment, Lord, you're the one who can give anybody a job. You be their manager, Lord, and then you manage them in their household. Wherever it is you give them to work every day, let it be a fruitful place, Lord. Let it be one that is a blessing to other folk. And then, Lord, I'm asking you as we leave this place that you continue to grow us spiritually. As we leave this year, Lord, I'm asking you to let 24 ring in with all the goodness that comes from glory. I'm asking you to bless us with everything we need and then let us use the things that you give us to bless somebody else. Plenty of folk don't know the name Jesus, Lord. Help us to be the visualization of what Jesus is on this side. Let them look at us and see the righteousness of glory. Let them look at us and see you shining through us. Lord bless us and guide us and keep us and bless our children and our community Lord and whatever evil there is roaming our streets put your foot down on it Lord stop them from being evil to one another make parents stand up and be parents and let children stay in a place that they should be until they're old enough to make the decision we are uncalibrated right now Lord but your Holy Spirit can put us back in line we need you we love you we adore you. We know you love us, Lord. How do we know? Because you gave us your only begotten son. And his name is Jesus. There's healing in his name when we say Jesus. There's knowledge in his name when we say Jesus. There's patience in his name when we say Jesus. There's fellowship in his name when we say Jesus. There's friendship in his name when we simply say Jesus. All that we need on this side is caused by us calling on the name of your son Jesus Christ it's in him Lord it's in him that we live it is through him that we move and have our being Lord we thank you for how wonderful you've been we look at all the blessings from 2023 all the things you've given us all the things we've asked for that you've stopped us from getting all the things that we begged you for that you didn't see fit to come into our lives. Thank you for blocking those things, Lord. Thank you for protecting us from the greatest enemy we could have, and that's us, and our wanting and our desire. Thank you for keeping us, God. Now unto him who's able to keep us from falling. We know he'll take pride in presenting us faultless before you in glory. To the only wise God, our Father, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. If you love him, say amen. 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 I bless you. Happy New Year, everybody. Bless you. Bless you.